0: previously on Just Gow in the City. Oh, I see you're making tacos tonight. I'm like, shut up. Why would you call a man on Super Bowl Sunday and say I want to talk about feelings? I'm going to read instead of turning on the TV. What? I'm coming into town with my son, Bozo. I hope he knows who Bozo is. It's Just Go in the City. You got to provide the action for the people. Yeah, I hung out with Diplo last night. You, know, you see this guy? Hey, yeah, He's all right. <laughs> of the show starting off a little differently today after a movie I just watched I hadn't seen in so many years, 40, 41 years to be exact. Nice to see everybody. This is Just Gal in the City Final, February 2023 edition, and we, uh, boy, do we, well, I don't know whether we have a lot to discuss, and I don't know what the bonus show is going to be like, because I just didn't take a lot of photos this week, because I was a mess, but I will first tell you that, uh, yeah, I'm just, uh, this music is from the movie Death Trap, which I just watched again, thanks to our friend Gabriel in Canada. I think that's how it's pronounced, right? Just the way I pronounce Chile. Um, Yes, but Gabriel, thank you so much for telling me that Death Trap was on TCM. I recorded it. I watched it this morning. Boy, did that bring back a lot of memories. I remember seeing that in the theater. I loved that movie. It was so much fun. And it's Michael Caine and Christopher Reeve. So made for Dave Juskow. Christopher Reeve, please. All oh, I could just see is, I'm like, God, I miss that guy so much. Michael Caine is just, you know, I mean, that's where I think I got my Michael Caine imitation from. I can't, I mean, I do these lines from that movie every, Cliff, those were Houdini's handcuffs. I don't know what it is, you know, whatever it is, uh, but uh, my, my reputation, although somewhat tarnished is still good for several dinner invitations. I mean, I use that line all the time because that is my reputation, although somewhat tarnished. It's still good for several dinner invitations, which I had this Friday. I don't mind telling you, I'm still getting several dinner invitations, once in a blue mood, to have a pleasant evening. I, God, I love that, I love that soundtrack. You know, I love the harpsichord music, and obviously, I like everybody else, I'm just hating my theme song so <laughs> i gotta change it and i'll work on it and god damn i forgot i meant to bring out something today i was gonna play for uh um, well for everybody but of course mitch silverberg out there sorry I'll, I'll i'll remember next week i hope or remind me again and i promise i'll play something for everybody that'll be great but today gotta start off well as soon as we finished yesterday podcast last week podcasting got a text from paul rudd saying yeah Thursday sounds great. Can you believe this guy? He's like, "Hey, sorry I haven't got every." Sorry I haven't gotten back, man. I was in Australia. Sorry I haven't gotten back, man. I was in China. And I'm like, dude, you know, every time, same excuse. With every time, you two, you two, every time. Now I'm, I'm combining Goodfellas and uh, Paul Rudd's comments. But oh my god, is this guy the greatest? He was like, "Yeah, Thursday sounds good." I'm like, you're kidding. So I email all the kids and I go, "All right, you chuckleheads, which is right out of Clueless. Get ready." come up with a couple of questions, I'll look them over, I'll tell you what to ask, not not in that way, but just what's best, so we don't overlap. So I call the school, and I say, this is what's happening, you know, get it set up, and they're like, uh, okay, this is exciting, and then they're like, you know, because, again, I didn't want to open it up, it wasn't fair to the, the eight kids I have in my class, who, you know, are so terrific, Even though I also hate them, I I don't hate them. They're just, you know, they're kids. So it's like, uh, you know, my nephew is the same age and they're rotten kids. You know how it is. I'm, uh, you know, I'm an old man. Kids are, uh, they're slackers and uh, (laughs) they still owe me assignments. Do you know what I had to do yesterday? I'm serious, people. This is my job. (laughs) I actually had to say that line because they haven't, you know, I'm missing assignments from as they're walking out. I'm missing assignments from some of you. Hey, I'm serious. This is my job. okay don't write this down but i find milton probably as boring as you find milton mrs milton found him boring too he uh, he's a little bit long-winded he doesn't translate very well into our generation and his jokes are terrible but that does not relieve you from your responsibility for this material i'm waiting for reports from some of you i'm not joking this is my job <laughs> i wasn't kidding um <laughs> i'm missing assignments oh this is the best uh finally yesterday they're like do you want us to call you professor Jessica?" because i noticed you signed your emails with dj and i'm like yeah because i don't know what to put you can call me dave i really don't care uh although it is fun with the professor but it, whatever the case may be anyway um i email the kids i tell them about the thing and i'm like Just tell me you got this. None of them write back, you know, like, I mean, two of them write back. Oh, my God, this is great. the other ones, I'm like, do they even care? I mean, does anyone care that I hooked this all up for them? So we made a compromise with the school. Because remember, they wanted to open up to the school, but it wasn't fair to my class. So we said, hey, let them bring uh, two or three friends apiece. But they have to be in the School of Communications. I said, that's terrific. So that's what they did. And this all happened yesterday. And they, they didn't like some of them couldn't find friends and i'm like what and let me just finish the uh situation so before we get to yesterday taping on friday what happened yesterday last night I'm very pleased everything went great <clears throat> so very excited you know the whole week i'm i'm panicked because mostly uh for many reasons number 1 uh the kids haven't like gotten back to me they haven't given me i said give me the questions by wednesday of course they give them, some give them to me on thursday I'm like goddamn these kids you know whatever, but it's all right and some of them don't even write back at all i'm like hey, jesus christ you know just I, the, i said okay I, I made a mistake i guess i said you're not going to be graded on this and then i guess nobody cares it's so disrespectful anyway a lot of them did they all had excellent questions they didn't always have to be about clues. no big deal i just wanted to look them over and make sure hey this is great this is great this is a great question brilliant uh just want to make sure we don't have any duplicates right that's all So I'm also calling the school up for the setup. You know, I'm like, uh, how do we set this up? How do we do this? So I'm talking to this guy, and I'm just getting, like, a bunch of pushback. Like, yeah, I don't know. I can't make it. You know, I don't know. I'm like, you don't know. Come on. This has got to be the biggest thing that the school is ever – because I saw who else they have there. This woman, Pat Battle. I hate her. She's a a local news anchor that's been on the the air for years, and I can't stand her. She works on the weekends. And there's something about it that just really just doesn't work for me at all. (sighs) It could be as much as just she's unattractive. I know. Isn't that horrible? <laughs> but maybe that's it. I don't know. There's something phony about her I don't like, and that's who's you know talking at their school. And I'm like, come on, man. This is an international superstar, probably the biggest actor on the planet right now. I mean, can you think of another one that's box office famous? I mean, I know there's a whole bunch of people like Brandon Frazier might win the Oscar, but is he Paul Rudd famous at this point? Yeah, if you if if you go back to the 90s when Paul Rudd was as famous as Brandon Frazier and now Brandon Frazier is not as famous as Paul Rudd. I mean, it's, I'm just saying these are two icons, one that looks exactly like he did in the 90s and one that gained 300,000 pounds. That's not the point of the story. The point of the story is I just like, I know, I'm not trying to be a dick or anything, but I'm just like, come on, this seems like a big deal. You're not going to, let's just make sure it works. You know, I, I can get there at three. I can get there at four. Let's make, you know, the class starts at 530. He's zooming in at six o'clock. So anyway, it all worked out, but I was panicked. I was panicked. And what was I panicked about? All right, number one, got all these new kids coming in, so I wanna be I wanna also teach afterwards because I want these kids to see the class, so they'll take it, you know, next year maybe. He's zooming at six class starts at five thirty. I made it six o'clock so we can, you know, prepare and talk to everybody, make sure everybody's there on time. And it was surprising that people came late. You know, they didn't know he was Zooming in at 6. As far as they're concerned, he's coming in at exactly 5.30. I just, I, I, the, the lateness, I just don't, I mean, I understand the lateness in any other day. So the the thing that was bothering me all day, which caused major diarrhea in the sense like it just, I mean, I didn't have the diarrhea, but it was, my stomach was a knot the whole day. I just like saying diarrhea. And then, of course, I texted Sarah, who was in fact, okay, so right. There was several things going on yesterday that were the cause for major stress in Dave Juskow world which wouldn't stress anyone else out okay number one this uh, wonderful guy my friend Craig who when I go to those amazing you know loft they're not parties but just his house you know down in the, in the village and we have these great nights with uh, cigarettes after sex and all those guys this is the guy Craig he lives in Vancouver and New York he splits his time strange but uh, that's what he does right so I guess he's technically Canadian greatest guy So he goes, hey, Sarah's going to be in Vancouver Thursday. You know, Can you hook me up? I'm like, absolutely. I totally want to hook this guy up because he has hooked me up big. And there's no way I can repay him in any other way but this I can do. And so I just, you know, I was like, oh, my God, I hope this works out. Why wouldn't it work out? All I got to do is call Sarah's manager and say, hey, can you put him on the list? Simple. But I also want him to go backstage. But Amy, Sarah's manager, tells me, oh, I'm not with her, so she's probably not going to do a meet and greet. And I'm like, damn it. Well, let me know if that changes. And we're just going back and forth. And like, well, what does this guy want? And I'm like, no, he doesn't want anything. I'm I'm saying if there's gonna be so he could go back, I, I think they'd hit it off. He's a really sweet guy. And so at the end of the day, she's like, Oh, I okay, I think he can go by for a while. So I'm stressed that his name's obviously not gonna be at Will because This guy's so great. I this has happened once before where I had somebody's name in the list and it wasn't on there and there was nothing I could do, and it felt horrible. So that's always in my mind when you get somebody in that something is going to fuck up. Somebody forgot along the way, but thank God it didn't happen. So this is stressing me. Out. I just want everybody to have a good time. At the end of the night, he sent me a picture with her. I'll show it to you on the bonus show. I think a very short bonus show today. I didn't take any pictures. And so that worked out fine. But that was stressing me out because it was during the sh- you show. Know, they're on West Coast time, so it didn't happen yet before the thing, and we're still texting back and forth. Hey, you can go back and... And this just before class while I'm driving, you know, it's all happening. Plus, I'm also worried, you know, uh, Paul Rudd's the greatest, right? I mean, we were emailing back and forth Wednesday. I was already getting up because we're emailing back and forth. And I know we like each other and we're friends, but he's really funny. And I'm trying to be funny and I am funny mostly, but I'm like trying to not. I don't know. You know what I'm saying? It's, 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 it's pressure and there's no pressure, but it's again, Dave just pressure where there is no pressure. But again, that is the fun. I mean, what is the point of this podcast? If I was just an hour, yeah, so I just wrote back Paul. I was like, hey, Paul, was, you know, what was it? Damone? Hey, Paul, this is really going to be great. I can't believe it. I really appreciate it very much. This is, you know, but I'm in my, maybe I'm writing that, but in my mind, I'm like, oh my God, what is happening? So obviously, I want to make sure this goes well. Uh, anything can happen. He's like, dude. Something came up. I'm sorry. You know, even with his kids or a movie thing, who knows? So I'm panicked. Why wouldn't I be? I got all these new people in my class coming. Then think about this. I said, you know, just 20 minutes. And so all we did, maybe we went 25. So then the class ends at 625 or the Paul Rudd part ends at 625. Then I go till 710. So I'm like, geez, I hope some of these kids hang around. Now, first of all, here's the thing. I said, you could bring two or three friends. Now, you would think this would be unbelievable. But like some of them, like yeah, one kid was just like, I don't have any friends. Well, how do you answer that? And he is, you know, a little uh, off a little bit, I guess. I don't know. And he's like, I don't have any friends. I'm like, Jesus Christ, I'm sorry. I I don't know what to tell you. Like I was like, Why do not you bring any friends? Yeah, I don't have any. I'm like, Oh, God. oh well, sorry. Um, uh, but I'm glad you're here. And and then the other people, are like yeah, uh, I invited friends and they just couldn't make. And they're like, you know, because you limited to the school of communication. I'm like. Well, I limited it because that's what they told me to do, but they also told me there were like 30,000 people or 20,000 people in the School of Communications or whatever it is. It it was a lot. What he said, I was like, isn't that limiting? And he's like, no, no, there's all these people, but I just read an article today. I just read the article this morning in the Post. Well, it starts with um, uh, guys that just don't want to date anymore because they have porn, Uh, and and they're men under 30, but that, that can go for men under 60 as well. (laughs) <laughs> anywho uh, but the um but here's what they say listen to this in the early 1990s 55% of men were reported to have six or more close friends that statistic dwindled to 27% that's a big thing in 2021 meanwhile 15% of men now say they have no close friends meanwhile 15% of men now say they have no close friends Women form friendships with each other that are emotionally intimate, whereas men do not. And boy, I got to say, I think those statistics are right on because what the hell are you telling me you you're telling kids that are 20 what what Ant-Man just came out and Ant-Man's going to speak to them. I mean, that sounds ridiculous when you say it like that, but you know what I'm talking about. Uh, that, you know, Ant-Man or who cares? What if it was Spider-Man? I mean, Ant-Man's coming to talk. I mean, yes, he's Zooming. He's not in person. But even if it was, it seems like it would be the same goddamn thing that they didn't have enough people to invite. I know it was supposed to be the School of Communications, but, you know, they just called me and said, you know, some girl bought her sister because uh, she is in the School of Communications. And it was just weird. Like, you know, only one person bought two friends and everyone else either bought none or or one somebody bought a boyfriend uh i it, 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 i just don't understand it seem but but i do understand because that's the way it is so i told my nephew i'm like listen this is a class you got to come to you know this is one you come to and so i had no problem inviting my nephew to this and i knew nobody would have a problem with that and i say listen kid you know bring a girl you know get somebody who's going to appreciate it and i and i told him the story that I told you guys when I was doing that thing for Sarah, the talk back. I'm like, all right, this, I'm going to get a date. I got to get the proper date. I got to get the proper date of somebody who respected it and all this stuff. So I'm not putting pressure on I'm just saying, you know, make sure you find a girl that's going to get it. You know what I'm saying? Make sure you find a girl, and, and he's like, oh, I know exactly who I want to invite. I like this girl. I'm like, all right, good, because this is ridiculous. So she doesn't appreciate the fact that, number one, hey, my uncle's a professor here. Exhibit A, right? I mean, I think that's pretty fucking cool. Unless I'm insane, which I don't think I am. I'm I'm just trying to think of myself in college. And if, if, if I told somebody Aunt Judy was a professor there, I would invite everybody I know. Hey, my aunt's really cool. She's teaching a really cool course on getting high. It's pretty much the equivalent of what we're doing in the sense of Paul Rudd coming. And I said then... Just say like we're we're talking to Paul Rudd. You can ask questions. You can ask a question in front of this girl. You know, I, I know it sounds it's ridiculous. It? but we're boys, and and everything we do is trying to impress girls. I mean, if you wait till you hear tomorrow the Liberty DeVito, uh, thing we have on Billy Joel A to Z uh, tonight today that's coming out today. Every other sentence is, you know, why'd you go into drumming? Girls, I wanted to meet girls. How come you played this song fast? Well, because there were girls in the audience. I mean, it's like we're all just little boys forever. And and that's what it is, right? So I'm like, just make sure you bring somebody that appreciates it, right? That's all I'm saying. Just, I I don't care who you bring, whatever you want to bring, even if it's a friend, who cares? Just make make sure you bring somebody who's going to get it. Because I've been burned so many times with people. I'm like, I don't understand why you're not appreciating. This doesn't happen every day. So the first girl he asked didn't appreciate it. She's like, oh, yeah, that sounds all right. And she, he's like, ah, forget it. So good for him, right? So then he tells me he's bringing this other girl. Oh, This is so fucking frustrating. He tells me he's bringing this other girl. My sister even says, oh, that girl's okay. You know, we like her. She danced with Billy in, uh, in high school. And Mama Mia, you remember her. And I'm like, no, I don't remember her, but I guess I saw her before. So he you goes, know, I really like her, and she's really nice and a really good friend. And I'm like, okay. So then, you know, I have a coffee with him before, and then he tells me she's a lesbian. And I'm like, well, what the hell are you bringing a lesbian? For? He goes, no, no, she's really nice, she's a friend. I'm like, well, that's, I get that, I, I get that, but uh, I, I, I don't understand. I, I, thought, I thought you said you liked her. He must have just found out, and I'm like, holy shit, this kid's got the same problems I got still, where you just can't get a handle on somebody. Meanwhile, this girl turned out to be just an asshole. I mean, she came in and then she left right after. It's like, I mean, the problem is I wanted the kids to stay for the rest of the class. I thought that was a fair trade off. You got to see Paul Rudd kind of live. You know, I even asked if, mostly the class gets to ask the questions, but I could put it out there if somebody had one, and you know, just stay for the rest of the class because that's that seems fair. So that you know, but they they most of them all left. Except for Billy, and his friend. I tell you, you can invite another friend too, since he's on campus and he bought this other kid. And he stayed, which was nice. But it's like, and I was like, so then I came up with this thing. I was like, all right, you can leave. Anybody that wants to leave can leave, but you got to tell me your favorite movie and why. So I, I put a, a little thing over their head, so they're like, oh, if I have to leave, I'm going to be in the spotlight. And uh, they all had to do that, which was funny. But everybody just got up and left, which kind of pissed me off, uh, except for, you know, maybe two people. But uh, that was fine. It was fine, I guess. It's just, it just seems rude, right? It's like, you know, you do this, just, just be in the class. I mean, the, 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 the is, am, am I wrong? Maybe I'm wrong. I don't think I'm wrong. I think the least you can do is see how the class works. So you just come in, you fair weather jerk offs. You know, it just, it, it just doesn't seem very nice. It, it's not very polite. But I don't expect twenty year old kids to be polite. So I don't know what I was thinking. I guess I just thought people would be so jacked. You know, I mean. I mean, we, you know, we, yeah, yeah then I guess we just kind of calmed down. We talked for a minute about it and just stuff. And for another, like, 20 minutes, just kind of powered down, you know, after he was on. So, but I'm, before it all happened. So, again, I, I just can't believe, you know, there were no, so so this girl, so Billy's friend left. I mean, you figure Billy, like, this girl would, she was nothing but a bitch. I mean, really, there's, and then I called my sister. I'm like, yeah, you know, now that you mentioned it, she was kind of a bitch in high school. She wouldn't let Billy kiss her. And I'm like in the play, you know, where they were supposed to kiss. And I'm like, well, actually, I think I found out why that is. Uh, and she didn't know. And she's like, well, why would he be dating a lesbian? And I'm like, I, I don't I don't think he knew. And I, oh, uh, what a mess. It's just, uh, it just bothers me. You know, you just want the kid to be happy. And and, and fi- he obviously wants to find a girlfriend. He's that kind of guy. He doesn't, you know, he's not looking to date, date. He's, he's a romantic. He, he likes having a girlfriend. And isn't that sweet, and it's nice, and he's a good boy, and uh, he was really good in the class. So, all right, so let's just get out of that and move on. You know, these these jerk-off friends that people bought, and again, some of them don't even have friends. It's just so weird, right, folks? You guys are all, you know, around my age. I don't know about Catalina. We should ask her if she has any friends. Actually, Catalina, you've never mentioned that you have any friends. Uh, Now that I think about it, I mean, is that the problem with people in their 20s now? Nobody has any friends? I mean, it's a... What I ha- I guess it's easy not to have friends. You you can zoom, you can you can watch anything you want, you can watch it together somewhere else. Maybe that's the issue. Maybe that maybe that's what and certainly and it's nobody's fault. COVID couldn't have helped anything for Christ's sakes, and what what happened? People found out, hey, I'm okay on my own. I'm okay just talking, zooming to somebody. I'm a, I'm good. We can see each other. We can play video games together in other apartments. I mean, that's got to be a factor, too. So maybe things will turn around in five years when all this may be over because it ain't yet. Things are definitely not whatever normal's going to be. It's kind of exciting to see what will happen in 10 years. Oh, I don't even know what to say. It's just so weird when, you know, you're my age and you've grown up a certain way, the certain way that has been, since, I don't know, Scrooge's days. You know, you watch a Christmas carry, you're like, well, Bob Cratchit had to go to work every day. I mean, this is crazy. And all of a sudden, we're alive at the time where all that stopped. What are you talking about? The things we know just from, from books is that definitely people had to work every day. I mean, at the office. And all of a sudden, in 2020, 2021, people don't have to go to the office five days a week anymore. I mean, three, four hundred years of fact that people had to go to the office or wherever the hell they worked five days a week or more. And now that's just not a thing. I mean, I got to tell you, it is kind of fun to be alive when there's some serious fucked up shit. I'm not talking about world war because that war happens to everyone's lifetimes, you know? From the from the AD to the zero to whatever, right? There's always war. There's always weather related incidents. There's always trouble. But this kind of shit, even 9 11 you could say this happens. But this this, this this turn of events and this I mean, there has been plagues and everything. It's just there hasn't been a modern day plague during these times. It's so crazy. And so the the guy, you know, we set up the thing. It's a webcam so Paul can see the entire crowd. And I'll show you uh, a picture in the bonus show. I got a picture. You'll love it. We took a picture. The kids all took a picture. I said, Paul, would you mind if we just my my class, my students get up in front of the screen so we take a picture with you? And he's like, fine. I mean, what a gentleman. And so uh, I got up and I I asked my first question, which was, you know, I told you I was going to do big laughs. I recorded the whole thing so I can actually play some of it for you next week. Paul, I'm just going to ask the first question. I'm going to fire away. uh, See, um, the question that's on everybody's mind. Have you done anything since Clueless? Big laughs. Big laughs. And I'm like, oh, really? He's like, no, things kind of dried up. after. I mean, he's so funny. So before it all started, I said, who wants to go first? And my nephew raised his hand. And I'm like, you do? And I'm like, actually, this is a good idea, folks. I mean, I know it's weird that my... Nephew's going to ask it but he wants to go first and he's an actor so he'll be able to handle this. So he goes, "Billy, you want to, you know, you said you want to start things off." And he totally blows it. He just gets all flustered. And he's like, "Um hello, uh Paul, my uh, my name is Billy. Um I can And he's like waving himself like fanning himself. i <sighs> am getting a little flustered. Um anyway, and I'm like, "Billy, <laughs> you said you were good at what kind of acting is this? <laughs> Are you acting flustered or it was really funny and cute and then he asked a question, you know, the most obvious question. How would you get into the business? And I said, "Yeah, that's a good question. Let's, let's start there and see." And Paul had very good, dedicated answers. And then of course, so I went to the class and I just go, "Victoria, are you ready? Um, Leslie, you know, like all uh I I um moderated the thing, which was perfect because what do you got to do with the kids, right? Cuz they don't know when to say anything or whatever. So I just did it. I stood right next to them maybe into so I could be in the the picture as well not for any reason, not to take focus or anything, but I was just stood just to moderate. I, I wasn't sure how to handle myself, but I definitely want, you know, it was important for him to see me talking because otherwise it would be weird if I was just off camera. Anyway, so uh, I got the whole class got to ask a question, which was perfect. It took exactly 20 minutes. It was great. And like I said, he was nothing but wonderful and telling stories. And then I even got more lucky. Uh, this girl asked a question. If you go the way that uh, Professor Justkow does or Dave, And teach a class on a movie that you're like, which movie would you choose? And he goes, oh, my God, that's a great question. So he chose this British movie. I'd never heard of. In fact, the the stupid school's bandwidth was low. It was awfully cut out a couple times. I was so panicked. Talk about diarrhea. Uh, I mean, it was just, I'm like, really? This school's got really shitty internet. And I really wanted them to hook it up to the ethernet. But I don't know what the story is. I was so upset about that. Just kept saying low bandwidth. I'm like, great. But it all maintained, so I couldn't hear the word, but then we, nobody knew the movie. But his second choice, I couldn't believe it, was Defending Your Life. And I said, oh my God, I can't believe you mentioned that. We're doing an assignment next week where I just gave them a line from Defending Your Life to finish in this the instant screenwriting thing we're doing. I guess that's why we're friends. I mean, I love that movie. Sarah loves that movie. He loves that movie. It's, a, it's like a, not a well-known movie, but yeah, it's a, it's a classic for people that get it. So I that couldn't have been happier that we bonded on that. And then uh, he was talking about, oh, it was so funny. He was talking about, we were talking about Jed Apatow for a while because I had said that I'd, you know, seen him and I told him the USC story. And then he said, oh, you you want to hear something weird? Try having sex with his wife right in front of him while he's directing you. It was really funny. And everybody's laughing because, you know, forgot about that because I think that's in, uh, this is 40. So, uh, geez, you know, you don't you don't think about it. It's like... Um, What's was the movie Chevy Chase Dan Aykroyd? Uh, Spies like us. And Chevy Chase is making out with Dan Aykroyd's wife right in front of him, and it's really awkward. Or, or you think because you you know the you know you know who's married to who? It's just really weird. Everything went fine, and then it was over, and I'm like, Phew. and then I just sat down with the kids, and we just had a conversation. So then the question was again, what? This was the other panic, the third thing. What do I do for the next forty minutes? What if, assuming there was going to be other kids in class, I didn't know they were all going to leave. So what do I do? So I said, you know what? The, the I talked to a couple of people, like just focus on Paul Rudd. I'm like, that's a great idea because I can't just go back to teaching the class again. It's just too weird. It's just it's just too much. It happened. You know what I mean? So I got just clips, other clips from him, like this uh, clip that another Amy Heckerling movie called I can never be your woman, and I showed like at first we showed him in dancing and clueless, so I could bring it back again. Then I showed how it related to the book. Again, just so I could show some of the new kids, like, this is the class. Then I showed this scene. I'm like, he's actually a good dancer. Look at this scene with Michelle Pfeiffer. And he's in a movie with Michelle Pfeiffer. And then, of course, he's in Ant-Man 3 with Michelle Pfeiffer again. So I was just pointing all this stuff out. And then I showed them a clip from Jack and Triumph. I don't know if you remember that show. It's uh, Triumph the Insult Comic Dog and Jack McBrayer. And I took it and I said, I like, listen, this is a politically incorrect show. It was made a, a before, you know, you could not make stuff like this anymore. I'm just letting you know, but I'm showing it to you because Paul Rudd is in it, and he's playing a character that we were discussing in the sense of, like, would you like to play a different kind of character? He's playing a complete dick. He's playing himself, but he's playing an asshole thing, which is a complete acting job, and he's getting ribbed and barbed all the time by Triumph the insult Comic Dog, and he just, you know, takes it because he's a, an amazing sport and, a, as, you, as you all know today, a, a really great guy. So I showed him, and they loved it. I mean, the lines, you know, triumphs. He goes, "Hey, was that past uh, that marble past?" He goes, uh, "Well, no, but um, past is what you should have done uh, with dinner for schmucks." And he just he goes, "Are you going to be able to carry this coffee?" He goes, "Yeah, I can handle it. carry a large coffee." He goes, "No, because you can't carry a film." So it, so it's all this stuff. Maybe I'll show you know what I'll show it to you on the bonus show. What the fuck, right? I just made a a little one minute clip of uh, the thing. You'll love it because you've prob- none of you have probably ever seen it before. Because the Jack and Triumph show only aired like once. I think it was on Adult Swim. So I guarantee none of you have seen this before. So pay the $10 for Patreon uh, for one month. And I will show you this clip. Why not, right? Let's do it. Let's do it. I don't know if you liked the Arthur thing last week. But who doesn't like watching some scenes from Arthur? I don't know. But this will be better. It's shorter. I don't, my Aunt Judy was like, I don't understand what's happening <laughs> with the Arthur thing. But... uh uh, anyway, so that'll um, extend the bonus show a little bit more. I mean, I do have some pictures uh, from Friday, but anyway, so so this is the best. After class, you know, Billy stayed and and his friend stayed, and I had this because I knew Billy was going to stay because he gets it, you know. So when I have the screen online, it's from my computer, and I had a file that they were looking. You know, they're just looking at the files while I'm at the lectern putting it together, and they're like, "Oh, the Paul Rudd file. That's hilarious." And then and then I open it up and it says top secret video. That's what I labeled it, right? And they're like, what's the top secret video? And I'm like, oh, do you guys wanna see the top secret video? I, I really shouldn't show it to you. Like, what is it? And I'm like, well, I guess I could show it to you. And it's a video of my nieces and nephew at Disney World singing a song from High School Musical when he's like three. <laughs> And he's like, (laughs) no! It was brilliant. The the class was going crazy. They were clapping to the song because they all know it. It's from High School Musical. They were were the perfect age to watch High School Musical then. So big laughs at the expense of my nephew, but I knew he could take it. And, I mean, he looks adorable in it. So, you know, you really have to be a, a fool to... Not be okay with it, let alone, you know, it gives him like, hey, you know, he's, he, he, it, it was, I knew he could take it. I, I, I assumed he could, I guess. But of course he did. I told my sister and my brother in law, they were dying laughing because it was really funny. It's not like it makes him look foolish or anything. It makes him look really funny, like he's been funny since he was three. So, so it was uh, absolutely classic, especially the labeling of a top secret video because I knew they would ask. I knew they'd see it on this top secret video. What's that? Oh, are you guys really interested in seeing a top secret? <laughs> oh, man, I'm telling you. I don't mean, if, the, if the Paul Rudd and the top secret video thing doesn't make me get all A's across the board on RateYourProfessor.com, then, then I'm just going to quit. Because really, if I get a B for any of this, come on, man. So it was really fun. And we showed the clips. And it was really great. And again, I was like, listen. And, and then I told them the most important thing. I said, listen. As Billy can tell you, because he's an actor, you do auditions all the time, and Paul, of course, has to go through this. There's, there's not one time you're ever going to come back from an audition and say, I nailed it. You're always going to come back, oh, I should have done this, I should have done this. I just want you guys to know that you all asked excellent questions and you did a really good job. It's possible some of you could go, oh, I should have said it this way, I fucked up. Don't let it get to you. You all did great. I'm really proud of you. So don't go home and second-guess anything. It was a great day, and he doesn't care, and you don't care. You shouldn't care, and, and, and it's, it's you all did fantastic. I thought that was a smart move because I know how it is too because I was sitting there second-guessing myself. I'm like, gee, I hope I asked the right question. So I'm trying to explain to them that this is going to happen all through your life you know, and just try and not let it get to you. That's the most important thing. There's nothing you can do about it. The deed is done. So I thought that was kind of cool. And then I told them. And then uh, so we got next week's class where we'll go over this week's assignment and then the final week where I'll give you the final exam. They're like, there's a final exam? And I'm like, oh, there's a final exam. All right. And they all got nervous. And I'm like, come on, it's going to be really easy. You've done half the work already, so don't worry. Is it on Clueless? Yes, it is on Clueless. (laughs) It's like kids are so stupid. It's like that kid who came to it's like, Wait, I've never seen the movie Clue. Wait, this class is on Clueless. It's, but, you know, I am the perfect teacher in the sense of um, I get the stupidity of being 20 and just being a student. I mean, I remember being stupid and because I'm still that way. Oh, this is a class on Clueless. So I get it. Uh, I'm. I'm. I'm their mentality, pretty much, so that's why I guess I'm heavily bonding. Oh, I got the greatest email from one of the kids. goes, oh, Professor, I'm so upset that this class is ending. I wish there were more classes. I think they all feel that way. It's, it's making me really happy. I, I, you know, I can't tell you how how happy I get every Thursday. I mean, just doing this, even going out there, and driving out there, stopping at that speedway, <laughs> picking up a water and a lottery ticket, you know a little tradition action of course putting steering fluid in the car oh boy is that steering fluid come oh it's just it's out you know it's just out it, it, it's only i i don't even think i can make it to my mother's tomorrow like i i think i'm gonna have to stop halfway and pour some in i can you know it's just really leaking i just don't have the time to get it fixed yet until really the class so because i've got to leave the car there so ugh. hey that guy warned me leon said well you can keep putting steering fluid in but uh it's not going to end well I have that in the back of my mind, so that's a disaster. Whatever. It's still hilarious putting the steering fluid in every time. Now I got rubber gloves, so I don't you know, have to eat the steering fluid later. Anyway, after the class, I'm on obviously a, a high, feeling pretty good that you know it all went successful. Diarrhea is totally gone because you know, all the things worked out. Everything worked out that, that was stressing me out for the past two, three days, maybe more. And I had nothing to eat, again, you know, what what, what, what did I have, a coffee cake, I think, and a a coffee before, but whatever. So then I go, my Thursday night routine with Evan and Glenn, and we decided to go to this Chinese restaurant this time, which I really didn't want to go to, because I was like, "Ah, this time I need a drink, I need a drink. And I'm like, oh, they'll have a drink at the Chinese restaurant. Uh, Well, they didn't serve alcohol at the Chinese restaurant, and I was livid. And I don't know, probably blaming those guys, and of course, because I was, I'm a dick. I wasn't blaming them. I wasn't doing it. I am just can't contain myself. I'm crazy. And they, thank God for the, they, I can't believe I have friends. You know, when we're talking about people not having friends, I can't believe I have friends. I can't believe they're willing to go out with me again. I am such a little bitch. I was like, what do you mean they don't have? Because I got. I said, listen, guys, this is the one day I really need a drink. I've been stressed for three days and I need a drink I think it's a place you can bring your own, but there was nothing. And I'm like, and they're like, well, let's go. We'll go somewhere to go. To, we'll go. To, we can go to a bar after. I'm like, come on, we're not going out after. I'm like, well, let's go. And they 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 handled it. And they're like, let's go here. Let's go. You know, they they these two guys there. And Evan goes later. He go. I go. You guys were brilliant, and I can't believe you put up with my shit. And I appreciate it. I'll, I'll never be able to repay you for your friendship because of I'm insane. I, I knew I was just gonna have a, I had to have a drink and I deserved a drink. And I was looking forward to that drink. And I was just so mad at that stupid, what Chinese restaurant doesn't have a ching Tao or whatever it's pronounced. You know, I just needed like one beer to get going, you know, because I deserved it. And, uh, they were so cool. They're like, yeah, we, let's leave. And, and we left and they picked a, a Mexican place and we drove there. It was two minutes away and it was perfect. It was than the Chinese place. It was, what was it called? Jose Tejos. I think it's a chain. It just says, eat. It was fantastic, and I was so happy, and, and I and I paid because I was like, look, I got it. They're like, you don't have it. I'm like, no, no, no. I, it doesn't matter if I don't have any money. I got to pay. You guys, I have to, please, let me do this because I suck, and this is the only way I can make this right. So... It was great. I got a frozen margarita and then I had a beer and I had an enchilada and stuff. I, I couldn't have been happy. And then I was back to being, you know, a, a fun again. Oh, God, I hate that about me. I, 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 it's a horrible, horrible habit. Things don't go the way they're planned in my head. I cannot come back until I have a drink and then I'm perfectly fine. God, I am such a baby. It's a really bad habit. And you know what the worst part is? Somebody mentioned, why don't you just go into your Jessica Dan character today and do that? But I couldn't. I couldn't get into the character. That character is a go-with-the-flow kind of guy. You all know Jessica Dan is this unbelievable character. Somebody mentioned, I said, that's a good idea, but it just, it it didn't work. Because I couldn't be lackadaisical. With this, there was just too much to concentrate on to keep it together to go into just a Dan character. That takes a lot of effort and work. And it's too bad. But if, if, if somebody else's night, you know, like if I knew I was doing something for somebody else, I probably could have gone into the character, but I couldn't do it. And when I'm not in that character, I am just the worst person. Thank God I met, well, I met the the one Glenn I met recently, but thank God I met Evan in, in college, so he totally knows me, and I've been like this, you know, since he met me. It's not like I've changed. The fact that these guys still want to hang out and go out next week, I swear, I, I, I just would have been like, I'm done with that guy. I am done. And then Evan said, he goes, I said, it was amazing how you just came up with the plays in week. Just kidding. He goes, I'm a producer. That's what I do, and I'm like, yeah. That makes a lot of sense. That's what he does. He produces. You know, he's producing the... It's not live PD anymore. What I call it? Uh, on Patrol. You know, I told you. he's a produ- But he's produced so much more. Joy Behar Show, all that kind of stuff. He's, he's a producer. He really is a producer. And he produced uh, getting out of a, a situation that made me unhappy because I'm a big star. I'm just as bad as Sarah or anybody else. And I don't deserve it. I don't deserve to have nice friends like that. I am just the worst person. But uh, I couldn't have been happier. I mean, they must have seen how how joyful and happy I was to be in this place and uh, just to power down a little bit and talk about it. And I told them the whole thing. And I, I, I think they, you know, we all really had a good time, thank God. And then, you know, I, got, I opened my hood and put in some more power steering fluid and made it home. And then I stopped on the way to get some more power steering fluid because now it's just, it's really going, this is ridiculous. It's <laughs> so stupid. Oh, my goodness. How are you? Right, how are you? Hi. You? Thank you. Uh, uh, some sake. Sake. I want sake. Okay. How are you tonight? Nice. Very good. Thank you. Ah, thank you. Very much. What's good here? Everything we have. Everything. Good. What's this? Looks like a worm. That's a resident food. What does it taste like? You're gonna throw up. Okay. Let me have the tuna. Tuna? Yeah. Okay. Tuna! There we go, tuna! Ooh, very fast. Mm. Very fast. So I've been told. Mm. Delicious. Do you like it? Very good. Thank you, thank you very much. Thank you, thank you. So how many days are you looking at? Hmm? How many days are you looking at? Nine? Nine? Mm-hmm. Nine days? Oh my god! Nine day! Nine, nine days. days! Thank you! Thank you better have more saga. You got nine days, huh? Yeah. I had fifteen. Name's Frank. Danny. Yeah. Fifteen days? Mm. Is that a lot? I don't know. How'd you die, Dan? May I call you Dan? Yeah. I got hit by a bus. <sighs> what about yourself? Got a shot in the head. Really? Murder? No, hunting accident. Some putts with bad eyesight thought I was an animal. <laughs> How'd you make your living, Dan? Advertising. What about yourself? I've made a lot of money in adult books. And selling them? No, reading them is, of course, selling them. you <laughs> from L.A.? You know those nightclubs out by the airport? Those strip clubs? I coined the phrase, all nude. What do you mean? Well, that was mine. So I bought two of the clubs that were going under. They were only using the word nude. I put up totally all nude. Mm-hmm. Double business in a month. i got going to take a piss. You want to go? Yeah. Take a away! I'm not leaving. I'm just going to take a piss. Take a piss! Take a piss! So as I said, you know, tomorrow, Saving on Friday and I'm going to, I'm going to go down. I didn't get to see her on Thursday cause I was too panicked and I didn't want to go today cause I went to do the podcast. So I'm going to go work tomorrow from her house, which means I got to get up earlier than I would for normal work. Like five, get down, you know, shower cause I'm going out after get down to her house by eight o'clock work until four. And then I'm going down the shore, have dinner with my friends, Victoria and Lou down on long branch. Uh, cause it's a uh, restaurant week in long branch. So hopefully, uh, It won't be too pricey, but I thought it was time. She's like, tell me when you're coming down again. I'm like, you know what? This is a good week to go down. This is a good week to go down. I asked a girl out uh, down there, and she said she had COVID, or that's the story she's saying. So uh, I chose this uh, direction to go, and I do enjoy doing that, but it's just, you know, then I got to get back by Sunday, and I'm going to have to take a a, a nap at the John Bon Jovi rest area, (laughs) and so, but... It's worth it, I guess. It's still always fun to be able to do that and work and not take off work. So whatever. Let me tell you about Friday. Speaking of prima donnas, which, again, I'm going to talk about myself. Sarah Silverman had a a friend's dinner at this place, 9 Jones Street. No, 9 Jones. That's the name of the restaurant. It's on Jones Street in the west village kind of around that area where i get beaten up all the time by girls so uh i go out the friday i dress up i wear like a suit because it looked really nice i was seeing online and i saw what they had me and vincent were looking at the menu and he's like oh I'm, get that uh, lobster rigatoni or something and i'm like or, or whatever it was i said was, was like, yeah that sounds good that sounds good it's like they're special and so I get to the bar and of course I get before anybody else and I'm looking at this place and it's supposed to be like class. And everybody's talking, my sister's looking at Vincent looking like, oh, this high class place. Oh I'm like, well, let me tell you something, folks. Another goddamn snobatorium that doesn't lead up to the hype. I'll just give it to you right now. Spoiler alert, this place fucking sucks. So the meal is free because not because Sarah's paying. She had been asked to go there by whoever the publicist is. There's douchebag guy i mean he was nice at first but he fucked up big time and uh, so they the place could get the publicity maybe take a picture with her there whatever and this i guess this happens a lot and he just reached out to her and she goes yeah i'd love a free email with my friends so i go to the place and it's really tiny really tiny it's like just a like a walk like a railroad you know and i get there and it's glad and the the the, the waitresses are like models but they're not like attractive they just look like models because they're so thin and you know, put together, you know, you, you go in there as a, a, a heavier girl, and you would be shut down, and then you could complain, but they don't care, you know, that kind of thing. Hostess is pretty, everybody's pretty, but they weren't pretty, pretty like. So that was my first thing. I'm like, well, something's off about this place. They're like trying too hard. So I go to the bar. I'm the first one there. I'm going to get a drink, and I asked for the easiest thing in the whole world. A Johnny Walker Black on the Rocks, because I couldn't think of anything else. This guy's mixing stuff. He's going crazy. First of all, it takes him like 20 minutes to get to me. I'm like, you're kidding. There's nobody at this bar, but he's making drinks for the whole place. I said, can you give me Johnny Walker the Black? I say that. He said it takes time. The Johnny Walker Black apparently is on the top, top shelf. I took a picture. Like so high, the other bartender had to get on a bar ledge and climb up and get it. I'm like, I'm sorry. I didn't think a normal... Drink would be up there. Meanwhile, they don't have it. I mean, you don't have Johnny Walker Black. Uh, yeah, we're out of it. You're out of it. This crummy snobatorium is out of the most basic scotch that there is. It's not like they don't sell it. They just oh, we don't have it. You know, it's not like it's like oh we don't serve that here because that I could respect. They're just like, oh, like they, and this girl went, I'm like, I could see that it wasn't up there. So I don't know what, I don't know what the fuck is going on at this place. So then uh, I see the gentleman, Jack. So I'm like, uh, I'll have that, which is Jack Daniels, a little bit more classy. So I just had that over ice and it was okay. So then everybody comes in and it's Sarah. And I didn't even know who was coming. I think I told you last week. I didn't even know who was coming. I didn't care. So it's her manager, of course. And then my friends, Kerry and, uh, or you know, Ramjet. Dave Elliott, I'm saying to you. Yeah. So I had dinner with Ramjet again. He gets so jealous, Dave Elliott, because they went to high school together. He's the coolest kid. But I love Ramjet and his wife, Carrie, very much. So I couldn't be more thrilled. And it's just really the five of us. And this guy, but I thought this guy was with us, the publicist, because he was like talking and just put it. So they put us in this corner. The music's too loud, which I don't care about. But that's why I was surprised Sarah wanted to be there. But she was told there was no music. And she asked them to turn it down and they put us in this section, but it's like an annoying section that's not really put away, Uh, but whatever. And then I think I order another drink and that take and I'm waiting and waiting. I'm like, where the fuck is this drink? I mean, it took so long that I had to go outside and I went outside with Sarah. She wanted to smoke a little bit and I just went outside with her to keep her company. And when I came back, the drink still wasn't there. I mean, it was seriously at least 15 minutes. And, and then I go to the guy, I'm like, um, where's my drink? And they got mad at me. They're like, "Just Jessica, this meal is free. And I'm like, what? I'd rather pay for it then. I mean, what the fuck? What, what, this, this is a, this, what kind of place is this? I can't. I mean, I, my drink's been finished. I want to keep drinking. I mean, what the hell? It, it, I'm, I'm telling you, it's not me. It's, it, it, it's it's a restaurant that's supposed to be catering. Like, oh, we better make this good for Sarah, so she leaves a good Yelp thing. She's not going to do that, but you know what I'm saying. I go to the guy. I'm like, "Where's my drink?" And she's like, and, and he's like, "Oh, I'll get it." I'm like, "Well, thanks." Fifteen minutes later, seriously, right? I'm not. I mean, I know you. I, I'm like this, but the, 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 again, quabby snob f- fucking Torium. They train to. Oh, we're fancy schmancy. Meanwhile, they. You got to wait twenty minutes for a drink, and it's not that crowded or anything. It's, I mean, it is, but it's. They have plenty of people working, and they have a little barrier for us, but people keep going past it. It's. It was really set up really poorly, so we order the food and everything, and I I don't know what we're doing. And I get the main. Now, now I just found out Carrie is allergic to shellfish, and I know how Sarah feels, right? So I always want to get something. I don't want to shove it in their face, especially if it's free. Even though Sarah's not buying, whatever. Whenever Sarah and I go out, and it doesn't matter what's going on, I try not to order fish because it smells and she doesn't like it. And that's okay. It's no big deal. I can order that anytime with a normal person. So it doesn't bother me. I try not to get a juicy steak. I'll get strip steak, you know, if it's, like, not so obvious maybe sometimes. But I really do try hard to be a little bit respectful. Well, I got this stupid lobster rigatoni, if that's what the fuck it's called, Lobster risotto. I don't know what the hell it was. You're not going to believe. The way you see the picture on the fucking bonus show, it comes out in a lobster. In a lobster. I'm assuming, like you were, it's a pasta dish with some chunks of lobster. There's nothing on that menu that says it's stuffed inside a lobster. It's the full lobster that's just all clawed out, and they serve it inside the lobster belly. Well, I was It's so embarrassed because then it's an insult to, ke- to carry uh, in the sense, and I said, I am so sorry. I don't know whether they were mad at me. I said, I swear, I did not know it was going to come like this. And they're like, it's all right. And I'm like, no, it's disrespectful. It's disrespectful. There was nothing. On, I am so. I was so embarrassed and, and really mortified that it came out because then I just feel like a, such a dick. I was already on... Bad terms because I yelled at the waiter. (laughs) Oh, and here's the other thing, too. These fucking idiots. There's wine glasses on the table, as they put it. So they're like, are you going to have wine, sir? I'm like, you know what? I don't know yet because I'm just having the drink. I'm not sure what I'm going to order yet. Well, do you think you'll have wine? I don't know. No, because I'll take your glass if you're not going to have it. All right, I'm probably going to have some wine. All right, I'll leave it. So when I order wine with dinner, they take that glass away and give me another one. I'm like, that seems so obvious that that was going to happen the fuck is with this place this place sucks nine jones i really need my own forum on restaurants and tell you where to go and where not to go and i don't care if you're some rich bit like oh, i don't know i like nobody likes it there it's stupid and they're trying too hard and this stupid lobster thing was dumb. now everybody can make that mistake so i'm not going to blame them for that it's not that the food was bad or anything it's just the experience when they're charging those kind of prices and they're trying to make themselves out to be this and you keep just fucking up stuff right so then it gets worse like it doesn't get worse the chef came over he wanted to come over and say hello and he gave us he couldn't have been nicer we got a picture of him he was wonderful so we were all like this is great this is great because you want to be like that because he he was really terrific really great guy so then i guess the no no so then right so her her manager starts to get sick i guess lightheaded and I said, why don't we step outside and, you know, get, get a little air or something. It was freezing that day, unfortunately. And the funny thing is, I took a picture of this, too. You walk into this 9 Jones, right? It's on Jones Street. And it's just full of garbage. The street is full of garbage. In this fancy schmancy place, the outside is just full of garbage bags. It's a fucking embarrassment. Again, when you're trying, so oh, we are fancy. But you're, like, stepping over garbage to get you to your cab. Or get out of your cab, whatever it is. So I take Amy outside for breath of fresh air, but it's freezing, so we're just sitting in the vestibule, right? All right, maybe we're there for three minutes because of the cold. Just trying to get her to relax a little bit because I don't know what's going on in her, you know, why she's feeling that way. We come back. There's some black guy sitting next to Sarah. I am I don't mean it like that. I'm just saying there's this random black guy sitting near Sarah. We come back, and we both... I mean, her manager left for two minutes and there's a guy that took her seat and Sarah's given us the look, you know, that Amy, or at least I know for sure that that guy should not be there. And there's the publicist guy who's sitting directly behind us making sure everything goes according to plan how that guy got in there now apparently he's a, a friend of the restaurant he's a writer for vanity fair or something but this guy was such a douchebag not only did he come in sit right next to sarah but he spilled all this water over everything and amy's seat so then amy couldn't sit down and the, the, the meal just ended you know he, he ruined our entire evening And apparently he was just, and he was just sitting at the, like, why security didn't take, if Sarah gives me that look, I know exactly what that means. And I'm like, all right, beat it, buddy. But I can't say, because her manager's there, she takes care of that. I don't have to say that. I would say that. Of course, I'm not allowed, that's what I want to say, but I'm trying to be polite because Sarah gets mad if I just, because I want to say beat it, buddy. And I I think I said, all right, all right, just, um, all right, she's got to sit down. So uh, get out. She gave us the look. That guy wasn't supposed to be there. And and the problem is her friend Carrie and Ramjet, he they don't know what did Ramjet could have handled that in a second. He's the man. But they didn't know. They can't, they don't know her look of when somebody, but I can't believe it. We got up for really two seconds. Her manager left her for two seconds. And that, that never would have happened if she was sitting there. Ever. And he was like, she said he was touching her and then stuff like and it was like awful. Like, I mean, really awful and a horrible ending. For really a horrible evening that Sarah was had to put earplugs in while she's at this thing. Is it worth a free meal? No. No, it's not. It really sucked. Except that we were all together and you know we had a good time. And fortunately, uh, Carrie and Ramjet drove me home in an Uber. So that was great. Because it was windy and cold and I was done. It was just too windy to do anything but... Thank God, getting an Uber and, and go home, which I wouldn't have afforded for myself. And Sarah needed to go, and, and they were going in different directions. So, whatever. But we took a, a picture with the chef outside just before we left. And again, he was the best. We're like, oh, we had a great time because we because we wanted to tell because he was so nice, and his desserts were we had we got like a a piece of dessert for. I mean, he gave us a bunch of desserts, which was really nice, and they were very good. But yeah, it was all ruined by this guy. And just quite frankly, that just it, it's not a good place and it wasn't a good time. And the publicist of that restaurant should be fired because he sucks and he let that guy in, uh, which is completely unacceptable. It is unacceptable. And that wouldn't have happened on my watch. You know what I'm talking about. And again, it was just that, and then he spilled all this water. Like, he just spilled all this stuff. So it just made it even worse. There's, you know, if, like, one of us does that, what are you going to do? You know, well, Jessica's a dick, you know, whatever. But, uh, you know, a random guy that's not supposed to be there and was very intrusive, that just makes it so much worse. Now, we're going to take you on location to New York's famous Catch a Rising Star nightclub. And we get there on a night when they are celebrating their 10th anniversary. What we did was we went behind the scenes... For a look at the making of an upcoming HBO special. Four, three, two. Oh, not at all. Who are we talking about? Pat Benatar. Yeah. I was telling him how I, described described it it. I discovered her. Well, who is he? Oh, uh, no. It's, <laughs> oh, Pat Benatar. Yeah. Not Nat. I was saying that I found her here one night. She came is in. She never mentioned day? me anymore because you know I am really solely responsible for her career. Oh yeah. This isn't very well known. No. We were in high school together in Nebraska, and That's I got to really, change her. She's certainly room. younger than you, babe. She appears that way. Oh. <laughs> uh, listen, listen, but listen. To the mirror, I discuss, If it's We're a good-looking gentile, get male, out I totally oh, rip off. do rip off Fellini, will you? Wait a yeah. minute. It's incredible. What? The way he looks exactly like Mickey Rooney. <laughs> Well, you know, your memory is gone. Maybe. All right. I discovered it. Oh. I discovered Pat Benatar. Yeah. I took some friends am the out guy with- that auditions people. You auditioned it, okay? and I, told I you took that to number on another song. Yeah. I said, Give you're the her one that said songs. to do show tunes. I said, Rick, you're nuts. You know, I can't believe you. All yeah. yeah, right. No, wait, I discovered him. him I started Pat Benatar off in a singing club. You, you come want from? to take a bowling? I discovered <laughs> him. I discovered you. This place. I discovered this place. You, you discovered, discovered the wheel. Right? You all discovered <laughs> 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 and, you know, Gentlemen, I discovered Ted Bennett years ago in a bank. started yeah. dating. Why don't you go make an, an eccentric movie that only we, you understood? Then okay. yeah. yeah. right. to answer your question, no, that wasn't really Woody Allen. Oh, geez, before we go, I just got to say a couple, one other thing. Fuck, I was in such a good mood, I'd forgotten, which is sad because all week. Also, Monday, I called my friend Rick Newman. Who I've been friends with for years, uh, and he used to own Catch a Rising Star. And with him, it's as exciting as being friends with Larry from Three's Company, Richard Klein, because he he was a, such a staple. And as my twenty-year-old self couldn't imagine waiting to get on stage at Catch a Rising Star in the '80s, that I would ever be friends with the owner like this, and go out to dinner with him and his wife, and and have and talk on the phone. I, I you know it's it's a dream so I called him on Monday because I wanted to see how he was holding up because his best friend was Richard Belzer who had died and then I found out his wife called me and said Rick's not doing well either and then the next day on Tuesday he died so my another good friend dying I guess this is what happens at this age, or do I just have older friends I don't know uh, real sad i talked to his wife for a while for a long time she's devastated and you know i've known her from catch a rising stars she used to be a waitress there and you know how i'm friendly with all the still with all the staff <laughs> from there i that was a great time for me and a bad time because that's what i do at comedy clubs i was banned there for a while and then i'm back or whatever but it's not really rick's fault and but rick was great remember i I don't know if you remember, I tried to help him with a documentary about Catch Rising Star. I hooked him up with Scorsese's production company. I don't know if you remember this about a year and a half ago. I mean, I hooked him up with the best company. Unfortunately, he just didn't have the proper footage to make it the most interesting documentary it should be. And all the people passed. Billy Crystal instantly wrote something about Rick Newman. Lots of people did because Rick was the best. He used to manage Pat Benatar, all that kind of stuff. He was really great, and like I said, it was very exciting being friends with him. I'm very sad that he's gone, and I didn't really get to say goodbye. The last time we talked was about six months ago after, you know, another surgery. You know, he just, he he wasn't well for a while, but it really was great talking to him, and he really was a great friend. And, you know, I don't think I ever told you this, but, you know, I used to run a show there called The Loft. You know, I've always had clubs where I do shows, right, all the time. I've been very lucky with the club owners now they think of me you know carolines you know before stuff happened used to let me do whatever i wanted rick newman will let me do whatever i wanted and we talked about this in the tuesday show and no really lets me do whatever i want i mean that's very very lucky really not being a comic you know, technically you know but these guys these owners like me and they kind of get it i guess the way my successful comedy friends do they're like well maybe just guy's not the best stand-up comic but he is funny and he's got stuff to give which is why i guess they're friends with me you know because it is weird and the students were asking yesterday how do you know all these people to you know i guess that's what it is right so here's another guy let me do whatever i want so i used to do this show called the loft and people would come in and i've told you this before so belzer came in one night and he came through the door and he just uh held my hand it was great and then proceeded to butcher me like Triumph the Insole Comic Dog for 20 minutes, and it was great. The audience loved it, but he was like holding my hand, like Don Rickles shit, you know? It was like an honor to be abused by Belzer. He's like, what's with that earring? You know, like it's not an earring at the time. All this, I don't even remember, but it was really exciting, and then we got high after with Belzer and uh, in the room, and everybody was excited that Belzer was there because Belzer was pretty cool. Like He wasn't like the greatest guy in the sense of, uh, you know, being a fun guy, but he was cool he was the epitome of cool as comedy goes and let alone the fact that he's in fame and scarface and always playing the mc and then he turned that into an unbelievable acting career that lasted a really long time and of course we have that that footage that i played a couple of years ago where it's rick and Belzer and David Brenner and they're all saying who discovered Pat Benatar and then that guy dressed as Woody Allen came in maybe I'll show you that on the bonus show too I don't know if I can remember all this uh tomorrow but just wanted to tell you that's what's going on in my life all these wonderful people keep dying and yet the Sklar brothers are still alive so that's the uh, catalyst I use (laughs) these comedian twins that uh, I really don't care for Oh God, there's so many douchebags in the world and that just are still alive. Chelsea Handler, people like that and, and, and the good ones just keep going and it's just unfair but we do live in a very unfair and unjust world and watch any Woody Allen movie and he will tell you that. I mean, just, let's go with crimes and misdemeanors again. But in an unjust world, he he would have to assume epic proportions. So he would himself have to play the role of God in its, and, and turn himself in. Oh, you're thinking of movies. Or maybe you've seen too many movies. Uh, I don't know. You know I love that scene. I don't know. It, it'd be, I think it'd be tough for somebody to live with that. You know, it's, very few guys could, could actually live you know, to live with something like that on their conscience. I mean, people carry awful deeds around with them. I'm watching, well, what do you expect them to do? Turn themselves in? I mean, this is reality. In reality, we, we rationalize, we deny, or we, we couldn't go on living. Here's what I would do. I would have him turn himself in, because then, you see, then your story assumes tragic proportions, because in the absence of a god or something, he is forced to assume that responsibility himself. Then you have, re- then you have tragedy. But that's fiction. That, that's movies. I mean, I mean, you see too many movies. I mean, I'm talking about reality. I mean, if you want a happy ending, you you should go see a Hollywood movie. Anyway, Rick Newman was the best. He was just a wonderful guy. And uh, it's just another shame. I hate to go out on a, a sour note like that, but I, I was going to open the show with that and let you know what was happening. But come on. Last, yesterday was unbelievable. So how could I not open with that? And then, of course, I couldn't wait to tell you the restaurant stuff. So uh, that's all for this week. Sorry about that. But... Uh, just wanted to let you know that what's going on in the world of Juskow in the city. But we go on, we go forward, we have fun. We're gonna all work it out, and all these debts will will all be for a reason. That everybody's connected. It all means something, and you pick up something from everybody you meet along the way, and maybe it helps your journey. Who knows? But that is the show for this week. Billy Joel A to Z with Liberty Devito this week, and Memo and Scotty. On the show tonight at 6 p.m., Comedy Cellar Nightly Show. Don't forget to watch. I'll see you next week when it is March. We will March 4th. Oh, I think I swallowed a fly. I'm kidding. All right, I'll see you next week on Just Get Out in the City. Good night, everybody.